last time on Out of the Forest. Isaac, what, what are you doing here? Oh, Enif, I didn't realize that was you. Did you just come up the stairs? I was looking for you. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I thought maybe I could sneak up through the bathrooms, um, and try to see a little bit, you know, up here, around. You felt a small wave of nausea, and then Baron just wasn't there. Oh, gosh, they're gonna, they're gonna tow the car again. And beneath you is, if not already, what is soon to be the corpse of a woman. I am... 100% sprinting away from everything that is happening right now. And then the tide pulls back harshly and the, the body tumbles into the lake. Kunanus sighs and says, I can't fucking believe this, and just jumps in after it. <laughs> and you hear a woman say, Enith, Isaac, so nice of you to visit should have called. Please, come to my office. Oh, I'm sorry. We haven't met. You may call me Agent Anderson. Hello, and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about both night mode and day mode hurting your eyes. We're currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I'm Chris, and I'm your GM slash keeper, and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Kernunus. I'm Jessica, and I play Enif. And I'm Malister, and I play Isaac. Once again, this is another of our increasingly common large breaks between recording sessions. We reviewed... We've reviewed the materials, so we at least have a vague idea what's going on. I think someone may have been dying or killing. One of those two, probably. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Kernunos, the cold, if possible, seems to set in even faster this time. As you delve beneath the surface of the lake as it pulls, pulled up and pulled the body into it. Faster than you might have imagined, you are losing sight of the body as it sinks deeper and deeper into the depths below you. What are you doing? That's a good um, idea. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm not good at that. Um... So the uh, the body's like sinking kind of qu- quicker than it would normally sink. I'm yes, it, it, it seems to be being dragged below. Uh, I would like to use magic to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. The person being this person. And by trap, I mean stop them from going farther down. I was about to say, sure. I was like, you want to trap them underwater? Like, that's counterproductive. <laughs> I, like, I'm assuming this looks like some sort of them. some sort of like allergy growth extending from you and wrapping around their form. You like some the, sort of took plant right lasso. Yep. <laughs> Good Precisely. to know we're in tune on what Carnunos do. 
Um, as you, you, you manage to inscribe the runes in the water using bubbles by moving your hand fast enough. I told you I was gonna blow the wall. You did um, say that. Um, yeah, as you're swimming, you, you quickly try and tilt uh, the odds in your favor by, by uh, catching the body before it can move beyond your grasp. Uh, go and give me that use magic roll. Dice. Roll. That's a 10, baby. That is just a 10, yeah. Um, you managed to catch it. The, the the pull on the other end is intense, and the cold on your body is even worse. Um, you, you can feel your muscles locking up as you, you try and keep hold on the body to prevent it from lifting, or prevent it from sinking any deeper. Uh, but between the cold of everything and just the fact that you're in water, there, there's nothing to leverage yourself against. You, you are s- still losing ground here. Um, what are you doing? Uh, fuck, that was the only thing I had in my back pocket. <laughs> all, um, all my ideas <laughs> wasted. Oh, wow. That didn't um, Trapping does nothing to bring it to where you want it to go. It keeps it where it is. Well, that's, that's the plan. Fair. I want to keep it where it is so that I can get to it. That's fair. So, um, what's your next step? Get to it. Okay. <laughs> if it's not uh, moving, as we yeah. defined by the word trap. You, you, you begin uh, pulling yourself uh, d- down the rope, I guess. You're going deeper with it, even as you are climbing up, in a sense. Give me that uh, act under pressure. You are at negative one now from the cold of the water. Uh, actually, I'm not because oh. uh, I dived into, charged into immediate danger. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I, ho- I can hold two, which allows me to put plus two forward on an act under pressure. So you're at plus one then. Use in this case. Uh, That's fair. That's an eight. That is an eight. That is a mixed success. Here is what I'll say your difficult choices for acting under pressure. Um, you are pulling at it and trying to get yourself there. And, and the process of this, thanks to your divinely uh, well-carved physique. You can say godlike. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are, you are uh, doing a good job of keeping things stabilized. And you, you think for sure you can do that. Um, but not much else. But you are noticing what if every uh, inch you gain uh, pulling her back towards the surface, you see uh, your tether squeezing more of her life's blood from her. You think uh, just using your strength alone and getting some leverage on the bed of the lake as it slopes down. Uh, beneath you, it is not that deep just yet. Beneath her, it is cavernous. Uh, if you can sink your hands and feed in that mud, you think you can pull her back from the precipice, but you don't know if she'll survive that. However, you may be able to get down to her and pull her up uh, by, by actually getting your arms around her, but you're not sure um, just how bad of an effect getting deeper into the water will have on your body. So your choice here is get her up safely at your own risk or get you both out, but she might not survive. Choices, choices. Big hero mode. Do it. Oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, you dive deeper and, uh, using the algae cord as a tether, pull yourself further and further towards her. Um, and then you wrap your arm around her back and loosen the algae cord so it's, it's, it's tugging less at her torn apart frame. Uh, and then begin swimming. You feel the ice driving needles into your veins. Uh, I need you to take two harm. Ignore armor. My, my armor doesn't block gold. Yeah, crazy, huh? Oh. And you begin to drag her out. I also would like you to mark unstable as you are now experiencing hypothermia. That'll do it. Um, luckily, you rolled at least a mixed success, so I'm not going to knock you out again. Uh, so no break for you tonight, Dominic. But uh, y- you you managed to pull her to shore, uh, gasping for air as you, you, your lungs burn from the effort of uh, holding it for long enough to drag yourself down there and drag her back. Uh, as you got closer to the surface, the pull on her lessened until it was no longer pulling, and you see the uh, shore of the lake recede back to its normal limits. Uh, there are many shouts around you of surprise and concern as you drag her out, and you hear someone shout, Someone call 911! We need to get her in an ambulance now! As, as the camera fades to black, Kurnanus rolls on his back, looks at the lake, and then flips it off. Baron, you've been running for 15 minutes now. Um, even through your monstrous frame, you are starting to feel the wear of running at such a speed for so long. Um, you've managed to make it over the threshold into the forest proper and are just running without a destination in mind. And y- you know you need to stop soon, but you you don't know if you've put enough distance between you and whatever happened back there what are you doing i think um i think baron just like tries to tries to keep running but has been just running for so long that yeah things are not like legs are tired you know placing my feet or my paws where they need to go i guess and i probably just hit like a a tree root and just kind of trip and fumble over and just kind of like sit there and like lay there for a bit like catching my breath yeah, you, you, you hit the tree and go tumbling uh, end over end uh, and collapse on your side, uh, uh, panting for breath, uh, e- e- your mind on fire. Um, it, there's some part of you that, that you're, you're both frightened and sickened by that is exhilarated and wants to go back uh, to finish the job and... You want to attribute it to this dark master that's been controlling you, but it's been getting harder and harder to use that excuse. I haven't really like heard the dark master recently, have I either? No, uh, the last I think we've really heard from "quote unquote" the dark master was in the static world when Carnunus was talking to them, and it showed up and spoke directly to you a few times in there. But since that event any losses loss of control has felt more like you losing control than someone taking control okay that's what i thought and also feared at the same time 
Um, I think being like uncomfortable with the fact that it's probably more the wolf end of things that wants to do that. Uh, I'm going to try and change out of that back into human form. Yeah, give me a uh, give me a weird roll. As you try and transform and struggle against, uh, it, it is a it is a bit of a struggle. But at this point, you have resisted whatever is trying to prevent you enough times that you you managed to to surmount that hill without too much trouble and shift back into your human form. Um, you are still laying on your side, uh, covered in dirt, dust, and decaying leaves. Uh, a little bit um, damp from melted snow as well. Um, still struggling to catch your breath. Uh, and, and as you, you shift to a more humanoid form, uh, the, the burning in your muscles escalates. I think I just like probably like crawl to like the nearest tree and just like prop myself against it. And probably, probably like sit there at least like go, going over everything for for probably a decent amount of time. Um, and then I think eventually probably pull out my phone. I don't think I'll get something, but I will try and call Sal. All right. Um, yeah, you, you dial Sal's number, and it's been a day since that event. Um, it rings a couple times, and uh, then the other line picks up, and there's a, a little bit of a, of a pause and you yourself say hey baron um i'm real sorry about the other day i don't i don't know what came over me think i'm good now though you all right i i, I don't i don't think i am not anymore no what happened i, I killed i killed someone and like not not like all the way through like I lost control, and I guess by the time I realized what I was doing, I, I already killed him. Oh. Oh, God, Baron. I'm... I'm sorry. Is... Is there anything I can do? I... I just... I, I don't know what to do. I... I don't know where to go. I... I don't think I'm safe around really anybody right now. I... As you might, might guess, I I can sympathize with that feeling. I I'm afraid I don't have any easy answers, my friend. I've been wrestling with that ever since what happened last night. I thought thought for the longest time if I ignored it, it'd just go away. But you and me, I I've been having some thoughts. It's just it's so hard to to do this. I don't think it doesn't feel fair, even. What was that, Bear? Say again? It just doesn't feel fair to have to deal with all this. Bear, I, I, are you still there? Sal? Sal? Hey, I, I can't hear you. I, I'll, I'll try and call again. Let me, let me see if it's on my battery ship. You know, uh, I'll call you right back. And the line goes dead as you hear uh, many footsteps approaching your location. And as you look up, you see at least half a dozen uh, people in suits and sunglasses fanning out to surround you.
Enif, you are standing, peeking out of this bathroom. Isaac, you are standing behind them, not quite able to see out the the slight crack they have opened, but able to hear uh, the stranger as she introduces herself as Agent Anderson and asks why you're snooping around. What are the two of you doing? Um, I think Enif is definitely like frozen in place because first of all this person addressed us by name so they obviously know who we are um and i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think last time didn't because i had i think i had opened my third eye right that and, sounds right you opened your third eye and detected the great amount of power that was heading right towards you which is why you hid in the bathroom right exactly but so did i with it was my third eye still open like did i get anything about agent anderson because i can't remember if i did or not no i think it you, you finished that role uh before you hid in the bathroom okay if I correctly do i you knew that agent anderson was the source of the power though right that like it came close or is the there it, she's holding it was something. heading straight towards you and then she showed up so that would be a reasonable assumption i'm not sure if you've hundred percent confirmed it can we feel like energy like can i feel magic from her uh you feel something you're not quite sure what it is you're sensing from her could just be her glove (laughs) okay i think i mean i don't know how much time i don't know how fast this would be in real time but i think enif would just close the door no No, but i think i think enif would really quickly try to feel and figure out like is this person hostile like because i mean that's gonna determine how we react to that uh yeah give me a read a bad situation okay i think is the closest thing we've got for that hey what do we got uh that is a nine you get one question from that i'm gonna change what's most vulnerable to (laughs) to like me to like what's most vulnerable to us like me and Isaac? Yeah. What's most vulnerable? Oh god, is it us? Um, <laughs> Are you trying to break something? I, I, it's an interesting question. I can um, change it. We don't have to do this one. Uh, that's the one you chose. I just um, want to know if this lady's hostile. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're looking Anderson up and down. Uh, she has a, by your estimation, a bit of an amused smile on her face. As if she, like, legitimately wants to know why you're snooping around. Like, this is a very, like, she's very interested in the answer. The, her face is a little hard to read with the sunglasses on. You can't tell if that smile extends to her eyes. Her stance is a bit of a guarded one. And just from how well trained you know a lot of the agency members are, uh, you would assume that someone that carries the name of at least someone important to them, you haven't fully sussed out the exact connection of Anderson to the agency, but it's pretty important to them in one way or another. You would imagine that you, at the very least, probably shouldn't try anything outwardly hostile towards her until you, you've seen a little more what she's capable of, especially considering the power signature that was heading your way shortly before she arrived. So what's most vulnerable to you? It's hard to say. From your current position, you do not notice any obvious vulnerabilities, but you also don't notice any outward like threat from her. She doesn't seem angry or about to like attack you or anything like that. Okay, then I think Enoch would probably take at least a couple steps back from the door and like making sure <laughs> that Isaac's like behind them. 
Okay. Isaac, by the way, this whole time, beat red, looking exceptionally sheepish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer her because I'm like, I don't want to like, I mean, I guess us backing away kind of confirms who we are. But, like, I, I don't know how to answer the what am I doing here because I don't really fucking know. What are we doing here? We got caught up in the moment. Yeah. All right, so you just sort of back up and don't respond just yet? Well, hold on. We ba- I would say okay. I back up and I have, like, like try and keep Isaac behind me. And I think ENF is going to answer, um, we're looking for the center of Munsdale. Her smile widens and she goes, well... You seem to have done your research for sure. Uh, but come with me. It's rather undignified for our first meeting to take place in a bathroom of all places. And she steps out of the door frame and kind of makes a motion for you to step out of the bathroom. Um, Enoch's going to look over at Isaac and kind of, you know, kind of w- without saying anything, kind of be like, you want to go with her? <laughs> like, what do you yeah, think? Isaac, Isaac's doing like that, you know, the kid who got caught with like their hand in the cookie jar kind of thing. Like, there's no way out of this. Like, oh, shucks. You know? uh, oh, oh, shucks. Trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you got it. Okay, yeah. then, yeah, then I think, um, I think that we are going to walk out, um, out of the bathroom and Enif will probably try and keep themselves between um this person and isaac since we don't really know (laughs) how much like how powerful if it's if they're like a magic user how powerful they are since we don't really know much about them Mm -hmm. uh she walks ahead of you doesn't really like glances back to make sure you're following her every few moments though she walks you into the reception area and says over the secretary hold my calls for the next let's say hour hour you can have you on your way in an hour uh maybe less we'll see and uh the secretary nods and uh does some typing on the computer and she guides you through the office the office space proper looks uh fairly normal it's a bunch of people in office clothes at computers typing they're up. not all in suits no they're in normal okay. office clothes uh, they're all typing on what appears, like most of them are typing on like spreadsheets. Some of them appear to be like preparing slideshow presentations. Um, you don't get a, uh, Agent Anderson is walking rather quickly, so you don't quite get a good look at any of them Could as we... she walks you. Oh, oh yes. sorry. Um, so the powerful source or the powerful like thing that we felt earlier, was it coming from this? Like, did we sense it coming from yes. that direction? Do we still... Like, as we go, as we follow her, do we feel the power, like, getting stronger? Or do we feel anything as we follow her? Uh, yes. Um, I think once you are in the offices, you kind of feel it coming off of her. Okay. So that confirms that, at least. Uh, so I think at, we last time when you detected it, you detected it before opening your third eye. It was just the reason you opened your third eye. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she guides you to an office. Unlike all the other offices, the walls to this one are not glass. They are solid oak, it looks like. Um, and the door has no window in it. And she opens it and kind of motions for you to enter inside. She goes, guest first. 
All right, I'm I'm gonna go inside, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you enter, uh, she follows you behind and motions to two chairs on the opposite side of the l- rather large desk in the middle of the room. She moves around and sits down on the 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 rather nice looking office chair she has, and um, looks between looks at you, Enif, and looks at you, Isaac, and just goes, "I must say, it's." such a pleasure to meet the two of you after reading so much. I, I, I must say many of my agents consider you two to be a bit of a nuisance at this point, which, you know, that's the, the, the other edge to the double-edged blade uh, of running a company like I do. Um, I think uh, Enos is just kind of like gonna kind of look, look at I like look between her and Isaac and just are, are we speaking with the head of the agency then? Head of the agency. Yes, I, I suppose I, I, I serve that role. Though very few would address me by, as such. I'm a facilitator of sorts. What do you facilitate then? Correcting some errors. Um, trying to accomplish the goals of my ancestors in order to well it's difficult to explain you might understand more than I'd expect you to but you must understand from the very nature of my organization that uh, being open isn't really my strong suit but Isaac and Enif I, I think our studies have really proven that you and your your two friends are, are proof that all of our endeavors have not been for naught. Really, a sign of things to come. I wish it was me, but it's it's all fine so long as it's happening at all. Are you um, are you maybe suggesting uh, that that we're like experiments in any way? Experiments. N- you personally know Munsdale. Munsdale, I would describe as an experiment, an experiment that you all are uh, pr- a proof of concept, I suppose, uh, showing that we are moving in the right direction uh, and that we are getting very, very close. This has been generations in the making. I, I will tell you, uh, I was beginning to lose faith. My, my, my father, let me tell you, he... he gave up on it altogether left uh maybe a year ago at this point um i've i've been trying to pick up the pieces and oh i can't wait to rub it in his face that we're we're seeing results so soon after he gave up the ghost but but i mean he he'll still reap the rewards like all of us will well most all of us if you you might mm, don't know about you or baron isaac you definitely will isaac as long as we deal with your your little your little ghost problem what do you mean by rewards or i guess negative outcomes what what are what's the goal well the goal is to get our world back on track you see did you know you may have we we, we try and keep it out of things here in monsdale she's she's very um I'll just say very Italian in her hand movements as she's talking. Mm-hmm. Like she is constantly gesticulating. Um, 
and and like moving her hands as if to like grasp the correct words out of the air as she's talking. The the world used to be so much more full of magic, and that's exciting, but that's also wrong. Magic is a plague that doesn't allow the world to reach its full potential. And so we brought it here. All of it. None left anywhere else. Are, are you saying that Munzil's the only place that has magic now? Oh, I mean, th- there's there's little things. Um, small bits here and there. That's fine. That's allowed as long as it's nothing measurable. The problem with um, magic isn't its existence. It's that it being measured makes our world wrong. It's it's a bit of a high-minded concept, I know. If you haven't been suffusing it since birth due to a legacy, I, I can understand. That's why I try and keep all the nitty-gritty from from my, my, my soldiers on the ground, as it were. They, they know what they need to know. Everything's need-to-know basis. And most of the need-to-know is just, you know, keep magic on the down-low until we can, you know, deal with that little problem. You're talking about a, a legacy. I mean, I'm assuming, are you, are you the same... Anderson that founded this town then? Oh gosh, that, how old would that make me? No, do I look 200 or so? Well, That's... I mean, your family. Oof, you're hurting my feelings here. <laughs> your your family, the Anderson family then is the family that started the town. You're part of that family, right? Bingo. Uh one one of my uh, you know, great great grandfather or so, maybe four greats. I can never remember how many greats it is. It's Honestly, I, I, I was a bit of a rebellious youth. I tried to a- ignore a lot of their teachings, but eventually they, they wore me down, and here I sit at this big desk, sequestered from everyone else. It's, uh, it's a bit lonely, and I, 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 don't, I do not know how all the men in this family put up with it. So, I'm a, so this town was founded f- to, for an experiment? Yes. Well... It was, you know, 200 years ago. They, it was more of a crusade at the time. But focuses shifted as magics proved a little bit more stubborn than we expected. Is the Anderson Company um, at all responsible for the things happening in the forest? Hmm. You all are a little bit further behind the times than I thought you were. I thought y'all would have figured this all out, sneaking and snooping all around all this time with so little uh, oversight. I I thought Agent Mendez said you guys were getting up to all sorts of trouble. Looks like you all are just as curious as most slightly less than average Munstalers. Ah, it's, uh, you put me in a difficult position here, because it could serve me a little better if I let you all stay in the dark and just, you know, let you go today with, with you know, a warning, a little a little threat to, to tide you over so you don't come back. But also, I like to hear my own voice, and I don't get to talk to a lot of people, and you all it, don't technically work for me, so it wouldn't be a huge problem. Tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little fair trade here. You tell me something I don't know, and I'll tell you something you don't know. Does that sound like a like a good back and forth? Scratch my back, scratch yours. Um, 
hold on. I don't want to answer this yet. <laughs> Give me a second. I need um, to talk with my attorney. I need to talk with my attorney. Do, uh, do, do you do you kind of like look at each other as if not sure what to say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then I she also goes, you like, know what? Let me let me go get us all bottled water. She says, pointing back and forth between the two of you. You all discuss what you want to do. Again, if it's no, that's fine. I just send you on your way and ask you never to return. If we do, we could both benefit. But I totally understand. You all have been given been given the runaround by a lot of my subordinates, so you might not trust me yet. And you probably shouldn't, but I'll be back. And she gets up and uh, leaves the room, closing the door behind her. Um... Uh. The door opens back up behind you. Uh, she closes it and hands you each a bottled water. Um, they are sealed but unlabeled. Mm, don't like that. And she cracks uh, hers open and takes a couple sips and just goes, All right, so since this is my building, you go first. Uh, piece of information that I don't already know. What do you got for me? Um, I... I... I've spoken with the creature at the bottom of the pit. Oh, that's actually very interesting. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, Though I must say, uh, the watchers do make it rather difficult for us to go that deep into the woods. They tend to oppose anyone else approaching. Then it's safe to say you have not been to the pit then wouldn't say that, but I would say I haven't had much time at it, no. Crap. <laughs> so, you gave me one piece of information. So you can sp- Speaking with the pit is a possible thing. That I might want to know more about. Uh, what it likes to talk about. Its favorite drink, perhaps. But you have questions for me. You, you get one. What, what do you want to know? Okay. Do you, do you want to ask the question or should I? Isaac can, can speak up, I think. Okay. Um, he's been <laughs> <laughs> quiet. What role, uh, do, or what, what involvement do you have with the monsters um, that are attacking the town and the people that are coming from the forest? Is that any kind of responsibility of yours? Are you intending to stop them? The monsters are... My ancestors didn't quite understand the workings of magic when they set up shop here, and they were, and still are, I suppose, an unintended side effect of their attempts to contain magic. And, oh boy, has it caused a lot of trouble and a lot of necessary rapid expansion, uh, which ended up formulating into the agency you see today. Our responsibility is, as you should have heard from many of our agents, to stop them and prevent them from being noticed. Them being noticed would lead to further questions, which would lead to more widespread use of magic. You, you, you see that only very relatively few people know about and use magic. That is by design. The monsters come out of the forest, which we don't want but it's a side effect of magic being here. And so we try and stop them. Occasionally we will hold off a little bit because without data, 
uh, you are fighting a war blind, and you don't want to do that. You want to have as much information about your enemies as possible. We study the creatures as they operate to try and learn the best way to stop them altogether. It's proven one of the trickiest parts of our experiment here. Fascinating. You see, it's, it's, it's very simple. Enif here, for example, I'm not sure, your, your whole ghosty business was an unfortunately understudied phenomenon, and the only expert we had is recently deceased, but Enif here casts a spell, they raise an ice wall from thin air, and it draws on their soul which is a whole, not my area of expertise, but that soul replenishes itself. Have you ever wondered, as a uh, debt magic user, you must know about uh, the, 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 the soul requirement of spells, but have you ever wondered how that soul gets replenished? Energy doesn't come from nowhere. It must be harvested, and that is the pit's job. Baron, uh, you are being rapidly surrounded by these men in suits. Men and women in suits, I should say. Men, women, and non-binary enemies in suits. <laughs> these assorted um, foes. These assorted foes in suits. Guys, men, women, and children in suits. Who, who all do not look like they're here to help you. And as you look down at yourself and see how even in your human form you are still quite coated in blood not your own uh you are none too surprised at that fact you are still out of breath your muscles are still burning and every instinct in your brain is screaming at you to shapeshift and fight back what are you doing although my body is saying that we need to fight i think baron is just gonna put his hands up and be like I don't know what's going on, and I'm I'm too tired to do this anymore. And I'll just put his hands up and stay there where he is. All right, yeah, you you get up on your knees from your laying stance with your hands above your head, uh, surrendering to them. They move in. You you get a look around them. Uh, you see one of them holding a strange device with like a little rotating satellite on it you see a few of them ha- had had their hands on holsters on their hips and uh, one of them comes up to you with a set of handcuffs with uh, glowing runes on them and they were glowing and it was like cancer inducing handcuffs <laughs> <laughs> uranium <laughs> handcuffs <laughs> The they're they're kryptonite handcuffs. They're carrying Geiger counters. That's what the radars are. <laughs> My one weakness, radiation. The, the, the one with the handcuffs uh, locks you up, and you feel the uh, wolf side of you uh, calmed, uh, but you also feel the last bit of whatever powers those are just dry up, and your, your muscles just start screaming, and... Uh, you quickly lose consciousness from the pain. When 
when you wake up later, you're in the back of a dark vehicle. You would assume it's one of the unmarked vans of the agency. Um, you have been uh, re-handcuffed to like a bar behind the bench you are sitting on, um, but have otherwise been left alone. You can kind of see through a tinted, probably bullet-resistant glass window, uh, two people in the front two seats of this vehicle driving along and you hear very muffled through the window just oh i think he's finally awake you want to talk with him yeah yes sir i just hope he doesn't bite my face off and the 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 window rolls down ever so slightly and you hear the voice one of the voices go you all right back there uh Everybody keeps asking me that question, and I will tell you the same thing. No, I'm pretty sure I'm not okay. Hmm. Well, it's mostly a uh, courtesy question. That woman is in urgent care right now because of what you did to her. And the only reason we didn't shoot you on sight is because we've never captured a monster that was so able to replicate human form. And... We have you listed as a person of interest. I don't know what's going to happen to you, but I hope it hurts. And the window rolls back up. Yeah, I suppose that's fair for what I've done. Kernunos, you are laying on the shore of the lake you can just barely hear the breathing of the woman you pulled from the depths next to you. Your breathing is not sounding much better as it comes out in rasps. Um, And just from the sensations of it all, there's also just a ringing in your ears, making it difficult to hear all of the, the hurried conversations. You heard someone shouting for an ambulance to be called, and you can only hope that's happened and that there's enough room for both you and the woman. Uh, after a little bit that feels like a long a bit, uh, Seema's face kind of fills your vision, and you, you, you hear it's kind of hard. It's the ring you hear. Just, J- Jerry? Jerry, all right. I mean, you're not okay, but what, what happened? It, you got her out. That's good. Um, are, are you going to be okay? Kroninus raises like a shaky hand, uh, like shaking, not shaky, uh, mm-hmm. and like gives her a thumbs up. <laughs> she gives you an extremely unconvinced smile and just goes, that's good. Usually you have more backup, I suppose. I'm... Listen, Jerry, I'm going to keep hold the fort down here. I I walked here so no one's keeping track of my vehicle visiting the lake. I want to make sure nothing else happens. But just a girl with the fire ermine's axe. Can I get your number to call in case anything happens? Uh, That's a weird way (laughs) to ask. Chris reaches into his pocket and pulls out his waterlogged phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And then... uh, Shivering uh, gives Seema um, Enif's phone number instead. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, she goes, thanks. I, I normally wouldn't ask, but things are pretty bad here. I'm trying to think things have been bad in Monsdale my whole life. 
I think the, I can hear the end. Hmm? You're absolutely right. Uh, stay away from the water. She 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 laughs an extremely nervous laugh. She goes, "You don't have to tell me twice." I, I think I hear the ambulance coming. I'll, I'll let the EMTs take it from here. Uh, recover quickly. And uh, she steps out of your line of sight. Uh, you hear more shouting, and a couple of EMTs fill your vision and start asking you questions. You, you answer them to the best of your ability in your state as they load you up on a gurney. Uh, you, you can hear a similar thing happening beside you. Um, you, you. You are put in a separate ambulance. The, the ambulance with the woman is gone long before you get loaded up entirely reasonably. And as you get loaded up, you get one last look at the lake, completely still, as though it didn't host some horror beneath its waves. When you said you hear many footsteps, I imagine just like comedic, like 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 a bunch of like a bunch of clowns walking. Like dress shoes on tile. In the middle of the forest. You sound like two horses. You sound like two horses. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh dear. Okay, I have. Hold on, before we move on. First of all, Bear, um, <laughs> Evan, that was great acting. Loved it. Second, I have a, like, I guess a mechanic question. I'm just curious about something. So, mm. <laughs> Baron in his wolf form, like, ate a lady's face and then became human. So, what is, like, like, what does that do to, to human Baron's tummy? Because, like, he, like <laughs> he, Oh, no, please. <laughs> Like, All right. human in him now so like i mean that can't be good for his digestive system so like... i guess i i guess i did bite the thing that i was <laughs> fighting right does that make baron a cannibal or if the wolf form eats a lady is it not actually baron eating a lady i mean right, i think we've semi-established just... that baron's wolf form may be his normal form and so like he in theory probably doesn't have regular human anatomy even in his human form okay if we want to see the difference it's a shame i'm gonna have to remove all this from the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no 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 we can keep it we can keep it in what happens is i get surrounded surrounded by all the people in suits and their tap dancing shoes while dancing (laughs) and immediately throws up yeah exactly exactly i just immediately throw up all over the forest (laughs) 
Uh, sorry, I'll, I threw up. Uh, I'll, I'll include this as our, one of our rare post-credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs>